It's Jackie. I'm here. I'm here. She's alive. We're on what episode fifty-three? Mm-hmm. And I'm. We're. I've made a decision. We're going to record this podcast, and I'm not going to edit it because editing it takes too fucking long, and we just need to get this shit out. Yeah. So we're pretty good on a first take, aren't we? No, we're not. We're terrible. <laughs> any ums or weird mouth noises, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Try not to make any. No. No, no like- saying um. I'm super self-conscious about my mouth noises. <laughs> yeah. And another thing... I feel thing, like I can't swallow. Another thing we do a lot is go, yeah, so, um, <laughs> anyway, blah, 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 blah. So, let's not do that. We'll do our best. Okay. So, I'm just gonna add the theme song and the ender, and that's it. We're going live. You're gonna get this raw... Yeah. Raw baby mamas. So if I queef in the middle of it, you guys, you will definitely. Oh, wow. <laughs> that happened really fast. That was really awkward. Once you have a baby, you can't control your queefs. I'm just saying. <laughs> Is that what I have to look forward to? Yeah. All right. Let's uh... basically queef the baby out. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it's a little bit more painful than queefing. <laughs> And for anyone who I'm related to listening to this, I'm sorry. I didn't bring this up first. Apparently, this is all Angie. Jackie doesn't have painful queefs, you guys. What? Anyway, okay. I've had a beer. Half a beer. <laughs> That's enough to make you a little tipsy mm-hmm. these days. We are intense lightweights. Obviously, I'm not drinking anything. I had a sip of Angie's cider because I really wanted to try it. And she was like, I was like, can I try that? And she was like, gave me this like, you're a terrible human being look and I was like um it's just a sip it definitely won't hurt the baby it's okay and she just kept giving me the look I was like whatever I'm not fucking listening to your look I wouldn't have done that and I didn't do that so if this new baby doesn't quite make it into college we'll know why the one sip of cider yep that Mm. was the day that like the brain the real brain cells were forming the really good ones no there are people who drink through their whole pregnancy, like a glass of wine here and there, and their babies are fine. I'm not saying that that's what something I would do. What does fine mean, though? Healthy. Not... Healthy in what sense? Okay, well, alcohol, you know what alcohol does? It gives you FASD. Yeah. So you either have it or you don't. And FASD is a spectrum disorder. So... Yeah, but you either are on the spectrum or you're not. Yeah, but so you can have it. if you're fine, then you're not on the spectrum. You can have it a little bit. And you can have it okay. a lot. I guarantee you there's no way our kid is going to have a little bit of FASD <laughs> from that tiny sip. It was literally like the smallest sip a human being could take without <laughs> like not drinking anything. I don't really care. It's fine. So the judgmental fine. look was just for fun? Yeah. Oh, lovely. That's what I need. More judgment. Everyone's always telling me what I'm doing wrong. You know what you need to do? I've heard that. Oh my God. So many times. A lot of people think that they know the answer to Jackie's extreme pregnancy illness. I mean, extreme sounds like I'm dying. I'm not dying, but I'm just, it's like the first trimester was like, yeah, we're not ending. (laughs) 
we're just going to keep going. If it wasn't for my, uh, I got, I'm on prescription drugs, diclectin, for the nausea. If it wasn't for that, I would still be throwing up every day. Now you throw up every once a week-ish? This is the longest stretch I've gotten. It's been a week without throwing up. But you still feel really nauseous oh, yeah. quite often. Oh, I feel sick all the time. But everyone is convinced that I, it's because I'm doing something wrong. And I know that it's coming from like a helpful, we want you to feel better place. But sometimes I'm like, and I actually kind of snapped at my mom. I feel a little bit bad, but I was like, like seriously, what you're telling me is super unhelpful. You know what? You need to be drinking regular water, not just like soda. And I was like, I am. I've been drinking this pint of water for the last 20 minutes. I was like, and I just said, I was like, I'm drinking water, but you know, I really need everyone to stop telling me what I'm doing wrong because I'm not doing anything wrong. This is just my pregnancy. And I love how some people come into your, a snapshot of yeah. your day and they think that that's how you spend your entire life. My mom does that Like all you're the time, constantly though. drinking soda. Well, like she said to me, she's like, you know. You and by soda, we mean like carbonated water, not not like Coke. Pop. No, like no. Jackie doesn't drink pop. Carbonated water with lemon juice in it is like what I drink most of the time because it helps with the nausea a bit. But yeah, my mom is famous for that. She'll come in. She doesn't spend that much time around here. And then it's Christmas and she's like, you really need to have a sit down meal at the table. Then Sterling will eat more. And I was like, this is literally the only time we haven't done that in months. We never eat anywhere but at the table but it's christmas <laughs> i was like she wasn't gonna eat anyway she's like distracted as fuck anyway it's uh having my family around was really nice it was a very relaxing christmas but there were moments where i was like can everyone and it's not i think it's just like a i don't know if it's just, i don't think it's just my family i think everyone does that with pregnant women all the time telling us what we're doing wrong and well, what we need to do if and you've how been we pregnant do better. before i think like, we've been guilty of it, too. Yeah. I mean, you have this information and you want to share it and you want to share yeah. your experience and you want but the, to help. The problem is that, like, it's the approach. Like, don't assume I don't know fucking anything, you know? Like, don't come at it thinking that you know everything and I know nothing. Like, maybe say, have you tried this? Mm-hmm. Not You know what you need to do, which implies you're not doing it because you're a fucking moron and you don't know how to feed yourself. But do you think that's like parents in general just kind of always think that their kids are idiots because they wiped our asses and saw us like mm. eat our own poo? Oh, maybe. I mean, what, what was it? <laughs> what was the recent thing with your mom when you told her that you signed Sterling up for swim class? Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sakes. I told my mom that I signed Sterling up for swimming lessons and she said to me, not joking whatsoever like so serious completely serious well she can't swim and i was like no no babies can't swim yeah, she goes angie. you know babies can't swim angie and i was like and she what t- and she told me this and she was like okay so guess what my mom said when i told her i signed sterling up for a swim class and i literally looked right at her and i was like babies can't swim she was like yes <laughs> like oh my god yeah but- and i was like what she can't oh my god what the hell is wrong with her and she's like, yep. She's And she she's agreeing with me. Like, yeah, I just told you, like, brand new information. And she doesn't realize you're making fun of her. Yeah. And then she's like, and they just throw them in the water. And I'm like, no, they don't. What the fuck? And even if that were the case, I got super mad at her. Because she was, she's like, you can't put her in these lessons. So They're just going to throw her in the water. And you just, you know, kind of, you traumatize them. And I was like, first of all, that's not what happens. Second of all, if someone were like, just throw your baby in the water and let them float, I would be like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Goodbye. Leaving also, the pool like, now. What is your fucking frame of reference? You had kids 
40 years ago. I'm not 40. Well, your brother's in their 40s. I know, but I'm 33. Okay. And were you ever in swim lessons? I was for a hot minute. Okay. But I was too cold. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, over 30 years ago is when she was doing this shit. Like, what do you know about swim classes now for babies? And it's not... She's like, I've seen videos on the internet. I'm like, She doesn't know how to look for shit. (laughs) That is such a load of crap. She does not know how to internet. She literally calls Angie and is like, Angie, my email's broken. And it's because she lost the, like, the... What's it called? Quick link? On yeah. your on her desktop, and you're like, no. It's- She's like, I've lost all my emails. I'm like, no, that's no, no, not no, how it you works. Just don't know how to get to them because you're old as fuck. No, oh, I, the thing that I think she's thinking of is how they dunk babies underwater really quickly. Yeah, which like some uh, some places do that, but not every class does that. No, and you're the, in control as the parent, so you can just be like, I'm not gonna do that. Like yeah. all the all these classes are is like getting your baby comfortable in the water, and maybe they'll blow bubbles, and then. Also teaching them like pool safety so they don't just jump in the pool and they like learn that they have to wait until they're told that it's okay. Yeah. And I was just like, mom, you must think that I'm a fucking idiot. You're so condescending. You need to realize that I can make good decisions as a parent and I'm not having this conversation with you anymore. Goodbye. And I ended up hanging up on her because I was so incensed. And this wasn't the only time she's talked to you like you're a fucking moron. No, she constantly does. And I've been recently she always does this thing how do we get on my mom so quickly oh my god okay but my mom has always done this thing my entire life and I finally decided that every single time she does it I'm going to tell her that she's condescending and that I I fucking hate it she will say something like what did she say to me recently oh yeah she said um because she's been really sick so she goes oh I just woke up and I just am so clammy do you know what what clammy is she will constantly ask me what yes. words mean. Yes. Oh my gosh. She so does that. And I just, and it's all, and it's never like. You're like, I don't know, mom. I have a BA. Do you have a degree from a university? I don't think you do. I'm the most educated person in this family and I'm yeah. not that educated considering, but oh my God, it's so fucking annoying because she must think that I'm the dumbest person because it's never even like a complicated word. No. And it's also like, we don't. We have a decent vocabulary and we have conversations that can be quite intellectual with your mom because even though she isn't that educated, she's quite like a brainy person. Like she likes to, she's really interested in science and we have these like pretty interesting conversations with her. So you'd think that from that she would glean that you're not a moron. Do you know what glean means? Oh, audience. Should we explain it to you? (laughs) Oh man. No, I would never assume someone doesn't know what I mean unless they're looking at me like, huh? Yeah. And then sometimes I'll say, yeah, I know what that means. And then she'll still explain it. It's really just that I think she wants me to know that she knows what it means. But like she actually said clammy the other day. I'm like, it doesn't make you look really smart that you know what the word clammy means. Yeah, that's not that impressive. And you can't, your whole, your, all of you is clammy. It's a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Uh, we got to your mom quickly because we were talking about my mom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then you said, parents think we're idiots. And I was like, oh, yes, because, yeah, that's what your mom does. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a real pleasant moment with her when we went to – we didn't get to see her for Christmas because she was very sick. Um, Which was nice because Christmas was really relaxing. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Can't edit it out. The interesting part of it, though, to me was that – she could have prevented being sick for Christmas. She was sick for a while, and you kept telling her, go to the doctor, go to the doctor, here's the number. I found you a a GP, you just have to go for an intake. She wouldn't do it. 
So she waited until it was like, I think she went, what, on the 22nd or the 23rd to the hospital. And they were like, you're contagious. You can't see anyone until Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. So it's because that her that's her thing. She gets so sick that she can't imagine calling a cab. So then she just calls the ambulance to come get her, basically, <laughs> so that she can go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I guess because of her age and her medical history, she doesn't have to wait that long usually at the ER. I mean, obviously, if it's a, like, I don't know, I don't know why she prefers that. She's fucking no. She weird. said she had to wait a while, but whatever. Okay, fine. I don't get it. It's so much more of a hassle than just like going to an appointment with a GP where you may wait for like twenty minutes. Yeah. Anyway. But it seems like she sets herself up for failure in these sorts of, like, family festivity sort of things. Like, how often has she bailed on a bigger event? Oh, constantly. Yeah. it's. I mean, she bails on little stuff, too. But I was kind of, like, not even a little bit surprised, and I was totally relieved. But anyway, when we finally went to see her, um, which was a couple days ago, we're sitting there having, like, a nice visit. She was so pleasant. She made soup for us, like, was thinking about me and Sterling and our, like, food needs and stuff it was very thoughtful she had a couple gifts for us and then we sit down and she's like playing with sterling and we're talking about my belly and then she just looks at angie and she goes what are you pregnant too what's that i was like what the fuck is wrong with you you don't talk to people like that and you have told her so many times not to talk about your body she is so judgmental like oh and i i just want to be like bitch you have a belly and she's always like well i had four kids i'm like yeah 30 some odd years ago was your last one then she says she's old that's always her excuse but it's not like it doesn't matter it's so a tit for tat isn't the point no well it kind of is because she's so critical of your physical appearance that you'd think that her own standards would be held to a higher level but they're not She's critical of me because she's critical of herself yeah she treats you like an extension of her which is like a big part of yeah it's i think that's pretty typical of people with borderline maybe i don't know but I, I just said to her, stop. I was like, I'll leave, mm-hmm. was the first thing I said, which is always what I say to her whenever she comments on my weight. Is <clears throat> always like, I'm going to leave. And if any of you have not seen Angie, she is not even, she's a size four. Like, there's no, nobody would look at you ever and be like, oh, you're kind of fat. Ever. I do have a little bit of a you leftover have a belly. a little bit of a tummy, but it's barely noticeable. And you were sitting with tight jeans on that yeah. was like pushing your, on your belly. I was sitting in a very belly protruding like it's no position. wonder that you don't show up at your mom's in like a muumu or something so she can't see any part of you like seven pairs of or just spanks. like this thickest sweater <laughs> that you get like a whole body sweater like, i'm just dressed as a ghost <laughs> like with just she's eye holes just always find something about and like she got mad at you the last time you saw or not the last time but one of the last times for cutting your hair again even though it was already short and you just like needed to get it cut so it didn't look shaggy she got mad that Sterling's hair was in a ponytail, which was like, yeah, she's a one-year-old. She's crazy hair that's all different lengths. It's not in a ponytail. It looks insane. She doesn't look like we love her. <laughs> so I, she just always finds something. So I always feel like, oh my God, I have to like look as nice as I can when I see her. But I'm like, there's no way she's not like, ew, she's disgusting and so fat and all. She's like, look at Why her. Why did you bring your garbage with you, exactly. Angie? Oh, it's Jackie. Exactly. Like, I know that's probably what she t- thinks in her head. Because I'm like a, I'm much bigger than Angie. I'm like a size 12 normally. Maybe like a 10 or 12. And now that I'm pregnant, I'm like even, you know, bigger, obviously. Well, you haven't actually gained that much weight. Well, I don't think you've gained any weight, actually, to be honest. Like, pregnancy... 
like you have a belly. Yeah, I don't think I I've don't gained think, it anywhere else. I don't else. see it in your face or no. your arms or anything like that. That's because I fucking hate food. <laughs> Do you want to come back around to that? Yeah. Does everyone want to hear me complain about eating? No, let's talk about Christmas. Like, enough about my mom. Well, that was Christmas. <laughs> that was Christmas with, <laughs> with my mom, mom, but what about our Christmas? Our Christmas Sterling was... and our family. Our Christmas was nice. Like, we didn't... We, we did a fun thing this year, which was just, like, with my family, or part of my family, I should say. My dad and his, his wife always go away now. <laughs> um, your dad didn't come up because his mom just died, so he was kind of having a weird... I think he was going through it a little bit. Um, so it was just like my mom, my sister and my youngest niece that came over and it, and in, it was really chill, but we all did stockings for each other. So everyone, like everyone contributed to everyone's stockings and Angela and I did stockings for each other, which we don't normally do. We don't normally do gifts at all. We just buy ourselves like a new board game, but this was actually really fun. Yeah. We like found really thoughtful things for each other that were just little, like nothing big. Like I got her, her favorite beer that's like not gettable you can't buy it in a liquor store normally um and you got me like these gourmet gummy candies because that's like my vice <laughs> it's the only thing I got right now <laughs> um but that was really fun and I, I made our stockings which was like <laughs> a little stressful right up to the last minute Jackie's knitting these beautiful stockings they have our name on them and it has little trees and they're red and gray and white yeah ours are gray with red heels and Sterling's is red with gray heel or heel and toe. It just, I had some problems with the pattern, so it took me a long time. I kept, and I'm, I'm quite a perfectionist when it comes to that kind of thing, so I kept undoing it and redoing it and undoing it and redoing it and undoing it and redoing it. Um, so I was kind of finishing it to the last minute, but I was like, whatever. I mean, as long as it's there and there's something that we can put stuff in, it's fine. I can, like, kind of perfect them before next year. Um, but it was really fun to do the stockings. I think everyone came up with interesting things there wasn't a lot of repeats there was like it was I liked it yeah because we don't really do because we don't really get a lot of gifts like my mom usually gives us money because she never knows what to buy us and she knows we usually need clothes and like last year she took us shopping this year she just gave us cash which is fine it's totally great but there's not usually a lot for us to open under the tree no um but it was like really fun with sterling because she kind of I mean last year she didn't get it but she was she could kind of participate opening the gifts and okay we have to pause because the cat is gonna can you get me a beer what? while you're up yeah and just you get out of here <laughs> sterling was into it yeah she was like i mean last year she was just like a blob she could barely like you know interact with us but this year she was like running around and like opening presents and looking at stuff and reacting it was cool because we didn't put the presents out until well we first set up the tree she was like oh wow mm-hmm. playing with all the t- the ornaments and stuff like that she's super into it yeah we had a sort of dressed down tree this year because it had to be toddler friendly friendly and she like i don't know how many times we've redecorated that fucking bottom of that tree yeah uh and then christmas eve we put the presents under after she went to bed and we have french doors leading into our living room so we closed those off and covered it with wrapping paper so that she couldn't see in until she actually came into the room. So then Christmas morning, we had we brought her in and videotaped her seeing all the presents and stuff. Yeah, she was she's funny. She has funny reactions. Like even just when my because my sister and niece came over on the twenty third. So even the fact that there was like people there and all this stuff was coming in the house because they had tons of like 
we lots of food and presents and all that stuff to bring in. She was just like dancing around the apartment the whole night. She was so excited. Mm-hmm. So that kind of carried on for the whole time. And everybody was, I mean, everybody was just enjoying her, you know, like she was so fun and so excited and so funny and like everybody was having such a good time. Yeah. And it was really relaxing. We don't do a big meal anymore. We like used, we used to do it and then we just were like, you know what? The most fun we've ever had at Christmas is when we just do appies and there's like very little prep. There's not a lot of cleanup and there's just food around all day and you just kind of graze. It's really nice. Yeah. It was good. So much easier. Yeah. (laughs) But she got some really fun gifts and like was really into them and she didn't seem to get overwhelmed, which I was kind of worried about because I know I like we didn't get her a ton of gifts because we knew that, you know, my sister and my mom would probably get her a lot. And we pretty much just got her books. Yeah. I think books and then a set of nesting blocks and some like toy animals. Yeah. For her stocking. That was it. And she was like so happy with that. But she, like, she got, like, a light-up pillow. It's like, oh, wow! <laughs> That's her little catchphrase right now. So funny. She just, she, it was really lovely to see her kind of get into it and experience it. So it made it really fun. Yeah, it was good. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. And then the, the 25th, like, the morning was, like, you know, opening presents, whatever. And then, um, oh, I just did it. I'm sorry. Fail. It's my, I have like pregnancy brain. It's not fair. Keeping a train of thought is like. Then we ate breakfast. A lot of work. And hung out and went to your grandma's. Yeah, we went to my grandma's and my sister, because we weren't supposed to be, well, we were going to go always, but we weren't going to be there long because we were going to be seeing your mom at night and then that fell through. So we're like, okay. So we kind of took our time and we didn't get there till later because Sterling like really needed a nap. She was very, very, very tired. interesting story? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is like a story I would cut out. We don't. Well, we don't need to know how long it took to take to your grandma's. We didn't. There's nothing to talk I just about spent, your grandma's. Like, it was relaxing. Like we weren't in a yeah. rush. And we went to my grandma's. We had a big lunch that was sort of a a shortened version of of a Christmas dinner mm-hmm. uh, with ham instead, which ugh, I did not eat. I'm sure that all our listeners are wondering what, what did the baby did we... mothers eat for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they're probably just shocked that we're. Even recording. Do you want to sit back if it's more comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Repositioning. Okay. No, I bet that they're wondering what we did. Braxton Hicks contraction right now. Breathe through it. It's such a weird feeling. I uh, was having these and my sister and my mom were like, oh no, it's way too early in your pregnancy. That's definitely not happening. And then I like asked around and looked it up and was like oh no. asked around you mean asked your wife who was pregnant <laughs> and i said yes you can have those that early yeah yeah and good then, asking around yeah but yeah and i also looked it up and was like yeah no because you didn't believe me no i did but i just i feel like i need backup <sighs> because you don't believe when me. when i'm disproving other no if i'm like showing like yeah anyway <laughs> so <laughs> it definitely is it's a very strange feeling it gets really hard. My Braxton Hicks always made me feel lightheaded, which is weird because uh, I didn't feel lightheaded during labor. And they say it's like practice labor. But I feel like I read somewhere that that's also a misnomer, that it's not practice labor because it actually has nothing to do with labor. There's no, no indication. Like you can be having tons of Braxton Hicks and be nowhere near going into labor. Yeah. That it's just sort of like that's what you, how your uterus responds to all the changes and everything. Yeah. Anyway, what I was going to say is 
I'm sure everyone's wondering what we did about the Santa thing. Because last year we talked about how I was like, <laughs> oh no. And you were like, yes. Mm-hmm. Have we gotten any further in our... Well, I've decided that you're not depriving our daughter of Santa. And you've decided that... But you... what if I just tell her? No. That's not going to happen. We don't operate like that. We don't... Like, this isn't... This is not debatable because it's not going to hurt her. And it, you are convinced... I don't... You're convinced that it's like... You've admitted that you're not worried it's going to damage her. It, your conf- your problem is that it feels wrong to you. So it's kind of a you issue and it's not about Sterling. No. That's what you said. I I don't think she's going to be like, oh my God, you guys lied to me uh, and like lose her shit about that. Mm-hmm. I think that it, first of all, it's like telling her something that we fundamentally don't believe in, magic, and things that aren't true. Which is why we're like atheists and we're like, oh, there's no sky daddy. We're like scientific humanists. We're yes, scientists. I know. I know. But we're but like, hey, not- for this part of your like important development, we're going to fucking lie <laughs> to you about this really patriarchal, <laughs> actually kind of creepy thing where it's like, be good or you're not going to get presents from okay, this no, white no, guy no, 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 no. who no, you have no, to go no. sit on no, his lap. No, no, you can do Santa differently. Why does Santa have to be a man? Santa can be, be like, you know what? There's that, there's that like, I saw on Facebook this year, there was this tale of this like i think i don't think it was an aboriginal tale or tradition of the the reindeer mother and oh the, yeah she was the one that like travels See, i could get the, down with santa. that i mean you, you <sighs> but santa's fucking everywhere okay but you also don't have He's to like a real I, exhibitionist. I don't like the using santa as a behavioral modification tool i think that's really fucked up you should have kids that want to be good because they want to be good not like it's it's I know rewards better than punishment for behavioral changes and try to try and like have a kid who behaves well but um and that's just straight up bribery I think <laughs> so I don't like it I wouldn't use that but I don't think there's anything harmful about saying there's this person that comes on Christmas Eve and brings you gifts What's wrong with that? And Angie, like, just really has, like, a moral issue about it. And I think you're overthinking it. I also think that it's something that you don't understand because you didn't experience the magic well, we talked. Yeah, we talked all about that last yeah. year. Well, we talked about it this to- year with my family. And I don't know if it changed your opinion at all. But I was like, we all have such a high opinion of Christmas. And it's part of it is the way my family approached it. And they really made it about giving and not just about getting and about taking your time and spending time with family. And I love that part about Christmas. Yeah. That's why we're culturally, like, observing it, right? We're not Christian, but we're observing it as a cultural, like, thing. Um, but Santa is a big part of that. It just is. And you can still have a kid that questions these things and is, like, a critical thinker. Like, my sister-in-law, we were talking to her about this, and I was like, this is a perfect example of somebody who believed in Santa but figured it out for themselves because she was learning about time zones in school and asked her mom and was like, I don't... There's no way he could go everywhere. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And she just kind of turned it back around and was like, well, what do you think? And so she thought about it, and she was like, yeah, I don't believe it's true. And that's how she figured it out. That's... An example of being able to believe in Santa and also be scientific-minded, like, questioning, critical thinker. And Sterling is for sure going to be like that because she's ours. (laughs) You know, we're going to raise her differently. We're not telling her that 
if she's not a good little girl that this big Santa man is going <laughs> to leave her coal and shit, right? Like, we don't have, we can leave the patriarchy out of it. Yeah. You can say Mrs. Claus if you prefer. I don't care. I like the reindeer mother. I wish that was bigger. Well, we can do it however we want, but kids are going to be talking about Santa. I don't ever want to do pictures with Santa. I think it's fucking weird. Totally weird. You want your daughter <clears throat> or your son, but mostly, like, let's talk about, like, patriarchy is a big thing, to go sit on a strange man's lap yeah, it's and not... tell him what she wants for Christmas. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know people probably have done that with their kids and they're listening and I'm not judging you because it's just sort of part of our culture but if you really think about it for me it does not sit easy yeah at I don't, all it's I just, just don't wanna, it's like i mean there's that like there's that level of sort of analysis of it but there's also just like it's fucking annoying you got to go and wait for like an hour your kid doesn't want to do it yeah half the time especially when they're this young they scream and then we're like Haha, look at this funny picture my kid freaking out because they're with a stranger i mean santa literally has to have both his hands showing in the picture why do you think that is because some Santas like it's fucked up. have been a little extra creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. No, I'm not doing that. Okay, anyway, leaving that aside. We didn't do it. Well, no, we're not going to. <laughs> Sorry, no. Sterling. No, I mean Santa. We didn't do oh, Santa Oh, we didn't do this it this year. year because Sterling's not going to know us anyway and I haven't made a decision. Well, I have, but I said, I was like. Okay, I, 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 I took two steps in your direction. I have been contemplating getting. She can get one gift from Santa, which I'm fine with. I don't think he needs to. Sh- he doesn't need to shower her with gifts. Yeah, because the whole like you got like seven gifts from Santa. It's like ugh, I don't know. I also don't think that she ever needs to get like eight gifts from us. Like I don't. I want it to be a little bit more minimalist than traditionally in my family it is. And I know my family has a hard time with that, so we have to scale back. What do you mean? Wait, what? Like, I don't want her getting, like, 100 gifts every year, you know? Yeah. She d- doesn't need that much stuff. And I'm fine with, like, clothes, totally awesome, pajamas, that's great. One or two toys. Like, you don't need to get 10 toys for Christmas every year, plus your birthday. Like, that's a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, we're not, like, minimalists in general we have a lot of stuff but that's part of why i'm like worried about it i think when we as she gets older we need to like talk to the family and be like one gift for sterling each yeah then she gets you know if hannah your sister your mom whoever gets that's like a lot of presents Mm -hmm. she doesn't need to get three from each person and then it's like 15 gifts well i mean it's different when they're little because the gifts they get usually are small things so as they get older you end up getting less stuff or less fewer items but yeah, I just, I really want to make sure we kind of keep the reins in so it's not this like crazy free for all. Because I don't think that's really good. Like, they're only going to play with one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. You know? And she has a fuck ton of stuff already. Yeah. So I'm like very conscious of that, especially because we're moving um, next year and it'll be a smaller place. And we're still going to carry on the tradition of giving to some sort of charity we haven't done it yet but this year i think we're gonna give to to this uh romanian it's a service in romania that helps with kids that have been handed over to like orphanages to like get diapers and Mm -hmm. um just support the volunteers who go and like hang out with them because romania doesn't have that kind of like system there and so a lot of the kids have in the past been completely neglected like 
to the point that babies wouldn't be held for days. Or and then they're they... not allowed to have more than like three diapers in a day. And yeah, that's and then just they get sitting in shit all day, basically. They get extreme, extreme behavior and just like mental health issues, and it's and really, really to thrive, sad. And they have like low, low weight. Yeah, it's there's lots. Of obvious. It's, you can just like yeah. YouTube it, and you can see some of the most horrifying videos. <sighs> of children if you want to no, if you're into that it's, or it. save I mean, your soul you can know about it without seeing it it's it, oh, so yeah. soul crushing anyway this one i That's can't what remember what it's called to. right now but there's there's a it is faith-based but i don't mind because they're not they're not like trying to push faith on the people there they're not converting anybody they're like, not converting they're people just, but they're just there to like hang out with the babies and read to them and then change their diaper and take them out and whatever blah blah anyway it's so weird that like a religious organization wouldn't be like judging everyone is actually just there to do charitable work what mm-hmm. isn't that the point <laughs> so we're gonna give to them and then write a letter to sterling and then as she gets older she can pick herself what she wants to give to yeah and then we also decided that our friend group is gonna well i decided this <laughs> i don't know if everyone else is on board if you're listening guys um i think it would be nice to do like a christmas hamper sponsor a family every year yeah because next year because i think like why not it's not that hard to put together you know some toys some warm stuff some food so, so so somebody else can have like a nice holiday yeah i think it's really good so we're really like trying our best to focus on like giving and the spirit of giving and being generous and thinking about others and being community-minded at christmas too because it just it can be such a um consumerist like selfish thing yeah i remember i have a very my friends when i was growing up were once I moved to Vancouver, anyway, were very, very influential on me. Like, I was in a mm. kind of fork in the road in terms of my life. Like, my mom was an alcoholic, and... Your parents had split up. My parents had split up, and I was, you know, figuring out this new friend group in this new country, and my mom's alcoholism was, like, ramping up, and so I was really turning to my friends for guidance. Anyway, and I remember... The first Christmas, my closest friend that I'm still friends with today, I called her on Christmas and I was like, hey, how's it going? Merry Christmas. What'd you get? And she was like, um, uh, I don't know, just like some books and what. And she like didn't get into the like, oh, and I got this and blah, 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 blah. And I was like really impacted by that. And I was like, oh, she's not, she doesn't really like care mm-hmm. what she got because that's not what it's about for her and her family Mm -hmm. it's not about like getting all your stuff it's just about it's like very much about their family being together yeah it's just about hanging out and you know you buy Mm -hmm. each other things that are very thoughtful um but it's not like you're getting the biggest and the best and And you're getting everything you asked for on your list yeah yeah and ever since then i've always been like oh that's cool Mm -hmm. because at that point because i think she was like 11 or 12 Mm -hmm. we were 11 or 12 you're very much like into that zone if that's Mm -hmm. what your family was about and I was because I was kind of an only child even though I did have older brothers but I being the youngest dad way big age gap you're in totally different development periods like yeah you're basically so I would get a lot of things and I would probably get spoiled Mm -hmm. for Um, sure not that I specifically remember being that way but anyway Mm. yeah so it's about giving I want it to be about giving 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 yeah I think that's something that my family did really well and and we kind of talked about it as a family which was kind of nice about how 
it came from my mom's parents. And I was, I even asked my grandma, like, why do you, did you guys make it such a big deal? Cause they would, they started this tradition where you can wake up and bring your stockings into your parents' room and open the stockings. And then everybody makes breakfast and has breakfast together. And you don't just like rip at the presents in a free for all, like you do it in like a normal <laughs> patient orderly fashion. One person opens a gift at a time. Everyone pays attention because then you're really more focused on what the, the aspect of like giving and, it's not just about what did I get, what did I get, what did I get. And I really love that. And mm-hmm. I never, I don't think I really realized until now how important that was and how special that was. And like my sister and I weren't talking about how it would like kill us because my <laughs> parents would always make the same breakfast and it would take like 45 minutes in the oven. It was like this breakfast casserole thing called breakfast morning wife saver or Christmas morning wife saver. If you've ever heard of it, it's, <laughs> it's actually fine. Like whatever. It's <laughs> very white food, but, um, we would just sit there like dying to figure out what was in our gifts and my parents wouldn't even let us touch the presents like they were hardcore so we would sit we would pretend to be cold because we all slept in like <laughs> night shirts we pretend we were cold and sit on the on the heating vents which within, were close to the tree. which were close to the tree always like on either side of the tree is usually where they ended up being so we would like all be like talk kind of communicating with each other from across the room from our respective heating vents just like oh that one that one over there that big one that's yours that one has math name on it like it was ridiculous and one of like one of us would oh I fell and then you'd like knock something over so you could see more presents like (laughs) it was ridiculous but those are some of the funnest memories that we have from Christmas (laughs) um and it it's so nice to be like oh look what mom gave to like Danielle that was so thoughtful look at how happy she is she really enjoyed that it instead of just like what did I get and then, oh, did you open that thing? Oh, yeah, I got it. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gives everyone a time to sort of take it in. And it, it kind of stretches it out, too. As I think as parents and my parents, like, worked their butts off for Christmas. They always made it really big. Even if we were, like, having harder times financially, it always seemed like Christmas was big. Um, but, like, you work so hard, you want it to last longer than 15 seconds when everyone's torn through their gifts, right? Um, so I think that's something that we're, car- we're definitely carrying on. So it took us like several hours to open all the gifts. We weren't even... Was it several hours or was it like one good hour? No, it was a couple hours, I think. Really? It was at least a couple hours, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But we'd have to like open Sterling's gift and then read it to her because she would be trying to like get into things <laughs> while other people are opening the gifts. Yeah. Anyway, it was good. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to go for a 20-week scan and see our little baby. Ugh. I don't even know if I'm ready to talk about that. And it was a very poor experience. Not because there's anything wrong with the baby, but because it didn't end up happening. Yeah, so I've been looking forward... I mean, obviously you're looking forward to it. It's like... It's the time that you get to see your baby and it looks like a baby. Mm-hmm. And you get and to kind of see... it's the last time you get to see them, but it's like the first time you get to see them as like a, a person. Yeah. Because the first scan we had was at seven weeks. It was like a little dancing prawn. Like a the baby didn't really look like a baby. It was like exciting. Oh, good. It's healthy. But this is so different. I was so excited about it. And I'd had a really rough night. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I've am i like recently just gotten much bigger. And I think this is pretty from, from reading my Wonder Weeks app. Or no, Ovi app. Sorry. Wonder Weeks is developmental stages. Jackie's 20 weeks right now. Yeah, I'm 20 weeks. So I was reading about 20 weeks. And it says that like it's pretty common to feel more of a compression of your lungs. So all of a sudden you're like getting short of breath and stuff. Well, in the middle of the night, Sterling woke up. We should talk about that too. 
But anyway, we'll get back to that. Sterling woke up crying, woke me up, woke Angie up at 5 a.m. I could not fall back asleep. I was awake until like 8 something. And, excuse me, I felt like I was suffocating. Like I felt like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't get a breath in. It was like painful to breathe in. And the only way I could kind of describe it is that when you're, when you have like a chest cold or something and it hurts, you get that kind of sharp-ish pain when you breathe in. It felt like that, but on the outside of my lungs instead of on the inside. Um, and I like finally, I, ha- I had to like get up and walk around because I just felt like I couldn't like, it was, it's a very strange feeling. Anyway, so that's the morning of, and we're supposed to go at noon. So Angie ended up just taking Sterling and I slept as late as I possibly could, jumped in the shower and left, like didn't really eat, which is never a good thing when you're pregnant. So what I should have done <laughs> was fucking get up, eat, go back to bed. But I didn't because I was just so exhausted. Anyway, so it was already a tough morning and we get there and Sterling's nap is being deferred because it's noon. So like whatever, but you just, you don't get really a choice. So you just go when you can go. Um, and they get there and they're like, hmm, you have an appointment? I'm like, yes. And instantly. No, I just walked in off the street to see what you guys do. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like instantly I'm like, what, what fuckery has happened? Because I swear to you, this shit happens to me all the time. Then I get passed over to someone else. She's like, oh, I'm helping you now. I'm like, okay. And she goes, so I see what's happened here. And you had an appointment on November 29th. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it looks like somebody has, when they took your, your, when they got your requisition, they booked you in for the wrong month. I'm like, so they booked me in for a 20-week scan when I was 16 weeks? She's like, yeah, so that doesn't really make sense. And I realized later, they didn't get the requisition until the beginning of December. So this fuckwit put in, <laughs> somehow their system allows you to put in an appointment in for a past. date that's already happened. So I'm like, okay, well, and she's like, we've got the requisition here. I know it was supposed to be for today. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. Nobody would tell me to come and scan to, to a scan for 16 weeks. I'm 20 weeks, so can you fit me in? And she's like, no. Not, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. Not, if this is totally our fault. I'm like, okay, so what am I supposed to do then? Or yes, we'll squeeze you in. Like, fuck you. <clears throat> Which they should have done because it's not my fucking fault your staff is incompetent. She goes, well, and you know what? They didn't even call me. <laughs> Which, <laughs> whatever. Not really any kind of apology or anything. And says, well, there may be a cancellation tomorrow. I'll just have to play around with things for tomorrow. And I'm like, so you can get me in tomorrow or we'll just come at 830. And I'm like, so I'll definitely have an appointment at 830. She's like, well, we'll just have to make it work, I guess. And, you know, like we don't have a lot of availability. Like we're booking really far in advance as though she's doing me some sort of fucking favor. And I'm like, you fucked up. And I was so just like not feeling good. And I was just I can't deal with this. Like I couldn't even let myself get mad about it. I was just like, like, okay, I guess that's what we'll do then. And I left and then we got in the car and I was so, oh, I don't even know how to describe how I felt. I was definitely very tired. I definitely had hormone issues going on. I was like not in control of my feelings and I was hungry, which is not a really good combination. <clears throat> I just started crying. I was disappointed. I really wanted to see the baby. I was pissed off at the way I was treated because it wasn't my fault and she was she didn't apologize she didn't 
do the thing that anybody that works with human beings is supposed to do and like apologize for the inconvenience because it was a huge inconvenience. And then I'm thinking about it. and I'm like, fuck this. You want me to get here for 830 in the morning? Mornings are so hard for me. I feel so sick in the morning. Sterling is not a morning person. She doesn't get up <laughs> at like 6 a.m. like some kids. She's not up usually until 8. So I was like, fuck, this is going to be so hard to get all of us up in the morning. And I don't want to come back. And we saw, saw a sign when we were there that said that they don't allow partners in at all until after. And I was like, fuck that. When we went for Sterling's 20-week scan, we went to the hospital and I was there and it was totally a lovely experience. And that just like all of that stuff just piled on. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. I don't want to go back to that place. I don't want to go tomorrow morning. I don't want to deal with them. I don't feel good about it. Like, this is supposed to be a happy thing. And then I started really getting upset and was like, why is everything in my pregnancy so difficult? How come nothing is smooth? Nothing is easy. Like, I was really upset. Yeah. So then... So, and I'm getting, like, out of breath. Because <laughs> it's, like, upsetting me right now. So I called our midwife... Our, 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 well, I called our midwifery clinic. Because they had called anyway, asking if we could shift an appointment 15 minutes, which... Anyway, so I called them and I asked if there was, I told them what happened and they were like instantly like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't know why they would do that. That's the so... way that the clinic should have been. Yeah, like Mia culpa, right? She was apologizing as though it was her fault and she did everything right. I'm like, no, it's, thank you for saying that, but no, it's fine. Anyway, so I was like, is there anywhere else that we could go? I know that I, I asked about the hospital and she was like, no, like they won't even consider anybody unless they're booked at 12 weeks for the 20-week scan. I was like, okay, fine. She said, I will still ask, but I don't want you to get your hopes up. Because the hospital was like a really nice experience, and that's who the clinic prefers to do the scans with because they never have an issue with, like, allowing partners in. And I was like, what is this policy thing about not allowing partners in? Because it's, like, common for the partner not to be allowed in at seven weeks or eight weeks or whatever that early scan is. And I think that's... I think that has to do with abortion and... And, like, protecting the pregnant woman so she's not being coerced, that kind of thing. Which is fine. I get that. I understand that. But at 20 weeks, like, I... This is not... I'm not getting rid of this kid. Like, it just bothered me because I was like, it's my decision. It should be my decision who's allowed to be in there with me. And I want my family with me. This is our baby. Anyway... And it was so nice when we had Sterling scan because it was, it's a longer scan too. It was like yeah. maybe about half an hour and mm-hmm. it was so cool for Jackie and I to just sit there and we're just saying like, oh, there's a foot. Oh, there's a nose. Oh, and we weren't being like rambunctious or anything, no. but, but just like it seeing sweet. it and like it's, you know, seeing her brain and oh, there's a leg and a hand and just watching this like really cool like baby show for 20 minutes while they're taking all their me- measurements. Yeah. And apparently they don't want the partner in because it's distracting. It's hard for them to take their measurements when there's another person in the room. Like, fuck you. I was like, are you... I, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm sure there's a skill set required for that job, but I've seen people take fucking ultrasounds, and you click here to there, and then the measurement is taken in the computer. Like, Yeah, it's automatic. You're not fucking out there with a ruler and a <laughs> pencil and more, like... Fuck you. I was like, that is ridiculous. And I was ready to fight them. I was like, yeah. tomorrow... I'm just going to tell them what I'm just going to go in with Jackie. And if well, that like, was the thing, I was like, no, no the, the way that woman talked to me, they're going to be so bitchy about it. And I don't want it. I don't want it to be like that. I want it to be a nice experience. I really have had. I'm going to get like emotional about it. I've had such a struggle with the fact that my pregnancy has been so hard and I haven't felt like I can enjoy it. 
because every day is difficult. And I really feel like I'm getting cheated out of this experience that I like really looked forward to for so long. And I waited so long and I've seen so many other people do it and enjoy it. And I just, I was like, I can't take one more negative thing. Yeah. And I think you, you were waiting for the scan too, because maybe that was going to push you over into the, like the more connected side of the baby. Cause you're saying that you feel I like d- you haven't been able to connect with the baby either. Yeah. Because it's not like I sit here and I'm like, I mean, it's, getting a bit better now because the baby's kicking a lot and moving a lot and there's like more interaction kind of like when I when I read to Sterling the baby will kick or when Sterling is around and talking to the baby the baby kicks and that's making me feel a bit more connected but when you just feel shitty all the time it's hard to be like oh this is so wonderful and like isn't this cool and neat and different like it's just a struggle so I was really just fucking disappointed and I couldn't handle like having to get in a fight with somebody at like the ass crack of dawn after already being fucked around the day before and like I was just like no I I just can't and I didn't want to be like a whiner but when I was talking to the the receptionist at our clinic she was like no I don't want you to go back there if you don't feel good about it and she said if you don't feel safe and I was like it's not that I don't feel safe I just don't want to do it and I have a say so I was like are there other clinics that you work with? What are my chances of getting another appointment? And do you know if other clinics are going to allow me to have my wife in there with me? And she was like, yeah, definitely. I don't see why it should be an issue. And she was like initially going to give me numbers to call. And I think because she realized how upset I was, <laughs> she was like, never mind. We'll just have the admin because she was like going on holidays. She's like, we'll have the person that's doing admin on Tuesday, like after New Year's call around. And I'm, and I was like, okay, if, am I making a mistake by doing this? Like, is there a chance that I won't be able to get an appointment? Because there's a sensitive, like you have to do it between 20 and 22 weeks. And she was like, no, that's not going to happen because we have a clinic. It's like our last chance place. It's not the best place, but if nothing else works, you will definitely get in there. I was like, okay. So then she ended up calling me back later that day and was like, I have an appointment for you. I was like, that's so nice. Like she didn't have to do that. There's, it's just like that is the kind of care and treatment that we get with our midwife clinic and midwifery clinic and it's like it makes everything so much easier to manage and like even boxing day was really tough boxing day I thought we were gonna have this like awesome time just like family time Mm. hanging out and I felt sick in the morning which is pretty common but um, after I ate, I still didn't feel better. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go for my nap. Usually when Sterling and I have a nap, I usually wake up feeling better. Oh, the baby just kicked me. Oh, um, that didn't happen. I like woke up and ate lunch and like could not, I, I've never been that tired. I don't think I couldn't keep my eyes open. Yeah. I basically slept from noon until 10 PM. Mm-hmm. Was up for a couple hours and then went back to bed. Like, and Ange got disappointed and like, I have to say that. With you, you're struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling yeah. to, like, be a good support for you sometimes because I get frustrated and disappointed by your sickness as well. And it's yeah. definitely come to, like, breaking points. Hey. What? Where are my fucking socks? Are these yours? Yes. Oh. You. Anyway, I'm, like, making a <laughs> deep confession. Sorry. Jesus. Respect the narrative flow much? Sorry. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'm having a hard... I haven't been the best. So sometimes when Jackie gets sick... Because I think the problem is that we wake up and you feel okay for a little bit. Or you think you're going to feel okay. And we're like, hey, today we're going to do A, B, C, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, get up, have breakfast. I'm not feeling well. I have to take a nap. And then it's like, Mrr. well, to be fair, I nap every day. I know, but then the whole day <laughs> but it is was, then gone. Yeah. And then you and Sterling wake up and it's 3.30 and it's like about to get dark outside. And now what are we going to do? Okay, I just sat around, you know, doing things for myself, which is nice. But at the same time, Yeah, you've gotten a lot my, of time to like do some editing. I know, but it's my stuff. vacation and I was really looking forward to like doing things with the three of us together instead yeah. of just sitting around the fucking house, which is what I feel like we've done this entire time. I'm not like blaming you for it at all but you shouldn't blame me you should blame the baby <laughs> but blame it's, that it's fucking been twin hard. for disappearing yeah yeah it has been hard and like i have gotten frustrated with you because i'm like i'm not trying to be like this i don't want to be like this and boxing day i was really bummed because we had plans to like go out and do things but nothing like big but it was just i couldn't do anything i wasn't even there and that's what you said, actually, that day. It was like, you were like, I miss you. I want to hang out with you. It's like, I do too, but I just can't. Like, nothing comes before my physical, basical, basical, <laughs> my physical basic needs right now. I just can't push through. Like, I can't just be awake because I want to be. And it wasn't just that I was tired. I was weak. I, like, couldn't stand up properly. And I was having lots of Braxton Hicks. And so back to the original reason why I started talking about this, I was able to page our midwives and then they called me and kind of did a little risk assessment and talked over things and kind of allayed my like worries a bit. Cause I, I had a moment where I was like, I can't, I was like in the kitchen trying to figure out what to eat. And I ended up just like sitting on the floor cause I couldn't stand anymore. And then I started crying and I got a little freaked out. I was like, what if this is like some kind of indication that something's wrong with the baby, mm-hmm. which was the first time I felt that honestly. What, concern for the baby or Not concern for the baby, but, like, worried that something could be wrong. Mm. Because I've had this, like, kind of surety that everything, the baby's fine. No matter how shitty things are for me, I've always felt like the baby's healthy. I know the baby's going to be okay. But that was the first time that I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what if, what if it's not? Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really nice to be able to have that kind of contact. Like, your OB is not going to call you back (laughs) on Boxing Day to talk about, like, the fact that you don't feel good. Um, yeah, so it's that kind of stuff that, that like really makes me feel better about this pregnancy is that I can have that kind of support. And we haven't even talked about how you're off work. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Jackie has, was originally taken off work for two weeks just to stabilize. Well, actually what initially happened is that I went to talk to my midwife at our normal appointment, I was like, I can't, I'm not doing well. Like at that point I had been at work full time and it was so hard. It was so hard. I threw up at work once. Um, it was just like work was getting more and more like strenuous and more busy and I had less time. And I was literally at the point where I couldn't, I didn't have time to eat on my shift and it's a 12 hour shift. And when you're pregnant, you need to eat like every hour and a half. And so I was only eating like once every four hours because I would split my break up and have like a half an hour break every four hours. It wasn't enough. So I was feeling sick all the time. And when I would come home, 
I couldn't do anything. I was completely useless and my days off were basically just desperately trying to recover from my days of work and never quite getting there. So progressively it just got worse and worse. So I was like, I don't know if like, can, can I try and like, because I know you can get like a duty to accommodate where your doctor says you can't work these hours anymore. You have to go down to like eight hours. So I'd kind of figured it out and like I had this banked overtime that I should be able to use and shorten my shifts and, you know, kind of figure things out to make it more manageable. And so my midwife was like, okay. And I was like, but I can't, my employer won't take anything from a midwife. It has to be from a GP, which is so frustrating because my GP is not following my care at all for this. And I actually haven't even seen her in six months because she was off. So that day we went to see my GP and I told her what was going on. And she was like, nope, you need to go off work. I was like, what? Uh, it was kind of like surprising, but it was also a relief because have, everything was so hard. And she's like, I want you to be off for two weeks and just see if that can like help you get enough rest that you can level off and like stabilize some of your symptoms. I was like, okay, that's fine. That's okay. All right. So that's like a total like readjustment because I'm like, well, that changes everything because that's now like two, it's like 88 hours of sick time I have to come up with, which I had, but then I was hoping to use that later on. Anyway, so I was off for two weeks. I go back to see my doctor again and she's like, how are you feeling? And I was like, well, I just threw up on my way here. (laughs) I'm not feeling good. It's not still sleeping, still sleeping constantly, still still always tired, still having like tons of nausea, still having lots of food aversions, still getting headaches. Like the list just goes on and on. And she was like, okay, you're off for another month. Then I was like, okay, okay. So now I have to figure out what that means financially. And that oh was, my God, we, let's not get into that. I'm not going to go over the whole thing. It was just, it was very stressful. Um, so now you're off for a month. I'm off till the end of January. And she said pretty much like, if it's the same, when you come back, you're not going back. You're just going to be on sick leave until your mat leave starts. I was like, okay. Yeah. So that's... That's where we're at right now. Yeah. And it's it's a relief because I'm better able to manage my symptoms now that I can actually sleep properly and have naps and, like, have the time to eat. Um, but it's still hard. And I still... It's still hard. Like, yeah, you... When you're home with Sterling, sometimes you call me and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. My head is pounding. I can't get off the couch. I feel so sick. And then Sterling is like, hey, take me outside. Hey, play with me. Hey, Hey, I'm a fucking toddler and I need, like, attention and activity and you can't provide it because you're sick. Like, I think you've definitely called me at work just, like, crying, Mm -hmm. overwhelmed with I don't know how to take care of Sterling because I feel so sick. And then the guilt that piles on top of that. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, what do we do about this? Who can I call? What can I do? That's when, like, we've had many days where we've, like, desperately been calling people, like, can you please help me? Just, like, come over for an hour and, like, take Sterling outside or just, like, anything. And our friends have been great. And my sister and my niece have come over. It's been two weekends so far, right? Where they just come over and they're, they're here the whole weekend. They clean. They cook. They take care of Sterling. They take care of us. That has been so nice. And my sister always leaves food in the freezer, brings food for us that's already made. And like, ugh. Yeah. It has really been helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and like our friends will come and just take Sterling for a bit so she can go and play and do something and go outside and not be shackled to a sick mom. Um, 
but we've actually also found some like really nice like I've really enjoyed some of the time that Sterling and I have played because like because there's so little I can do some days we often in the morning will sit and look out the window <laughs> and she has so She's much like a bubble kid she I mean <laughs> I'm just trying to look at like the positive side of it but we like <laughs> spend a lot of time reading and we talk I mean we don't have conversations but we like have like a very like connected like time and it's we found like these fun things to do that don't require a lot of energy like playing under the blanket she loves doing that <laughs> we like hide under the blanket together and then we like pop out and scare angie or we scare the cats or we like just sit under there and enjoy how quiet and fun it is and like she will like tickle me or like you know like little things like that we've found like new ways of entertaining each other i guess Mm-hmm. And I feel glad for that, that I I feel like she's not totally unfulfilled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's still enjoying her time with me, even when it's, like, a lot of time inside. And she started playing on her own now, too, which is makes life so much easier. Like, I'll get her started playing with blocks or something, and then she'll just do it for, like, 45 minutes. And I can just zone out and, like, not have to be constantly, like, managing her I guess yeah and she signed up for some classes yeah we got her doing swimming as I said earlier uh she's doing gymnastics and Uh, a music class babies can't do gymnastics you know they're gonna expect them to like do flips and stuff and what (laughs) they're just gonna throw them up on the bars and expect them to know how to do (laughs) go baby go (laughs) just chuck them onto a trampoline yeah Oh, man. Um, So I'm hoping that those classes, I mean, they do require parent participation, all of them, but Mm -hmm. maybe it's just... Well, the swim class is on the weekend, so that's... So I will always do that, which is, I think, good, but the other stuff is during the week. it's good, too, because then you and Sterling get something to do, just the two of you. Yeah, but I'm just, I just don't want you to miss a class, because they're kind of expensive. No, I mean... Well, I don't really know what's going to happen now. Because before, when we talked about this, we had someone, we had my niece taking care of Sterling, but I don't know what's happening. That's a conversation for another time. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, yeah. And then there was one day where we've had this construction happening on our building. Oh, my God. As this I'm sure we've told you. And I don't know what the fuck they are doing, but our apartment three four times five times maybe has no, been filled three times three times really bad and one time like partially okay has been filled with either paint thinner fumes or oil-based paint fumes yeah and i don't know if you've ever smelled paint thinner but it's fucking noxious and horrible and not something that you should be breathing in if you're a toddler or pregnant or even just or a just normal like a human. human yeah but so bad that jackie called me from work and was like uh, it stinks in here. We're having like this fume thing, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, um, well, you know, do what you can. She, and she was feeling really sick, had a horrible migraine. Was so a really awful day. her and Sterling closed themselves into the living room. Our living room has doors on it, which was apparently the least stinky room. Had some fans going. Because the way our apartment is, the front room, like they're done work on the front of the building. So the front windows are are normal and fine but every other window in the apartment is 
being worked on and is covered in scaffolding and wrapped. So you can't open the windows. And if you do, you're just opening it to to a construction site, basically. Mm -hmm. And because of the way that they've done this work, they replaced the windows, but they haven't sealed any of them. So the paint fumes come in and they just get trapped in here. Yeah. And there's no point in opening the windows because it just means that I'm going to have more fumes coming in. They're not, it's not aerating anything. It's not going to ventilate in any way. And it just gets completely stuck in the apartment. Yeah. And it lasts all day. So I called a friend and said, hey, can you go and take Sterling out, give Jackie a break and get Sterling out of like that environment for a little bit at least. And she was like, yeah, and pulled it together and took Sterling on a little walk and whatever. And I, she told me afterwards, I texted her, I was like, how bad are the fumes? She was like, it's really bad. Yeah. I was like, okay. And Jackie... You're also having some pregnancy rhinitis, so I think you couldn't yeah. necessarily smell I, I how bad it was. Up, but it was, yeah. I think you knew how bad it was, but you couldn't smell the extent of it. And when I came home at like five thirty or whatever, as soon as I walked in the apartment, I started coughing. The, the building, the whole building yeah, the, smelled. And yeah, the entranceway and everything. It wasn't just. It was. <clears throat> yeah, it was really bad. And and then I started to get like panicked because I was like. You guys have been sitting here for well, like the can, most of the it day. It can cause early miscarriage. It can cause miscarriage. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I, I assume that that's like, or inf- I did a bunch of research online from what I could find. It seems like that's like. If you're huffing it. If you're like in a room using it that's unventilated, which isn't necessarily exactly the level of exposure I was having, but it was still not good. And it no. was giving me a headache. I didn't, I thought it was like a headache that I was having for pregnancy related stuff, but it was fully from that. Yeah. Um, and so when I came home and I was like, oh, my God, holy shit, we have to leave. We have to get out of here. We can't stay here tonight. Yeah. It and is I was so like bad at the end of any ability to cope at that point. And I just was like, I can't I can't deal with this. Whatever you want to do, just fucking make a decision. I can't think about it anymore. And you just kept telling me how bad it was. And I was like, yeah, I know. I've been here all day. Like, stop telling me how bad it is. I don't want to hear the negatives. Just find a solution I just fucking snapped at you and like shut down. I didn't have any. I just couldn't. I couldn't. So I made arrangements with a friend of ours who was out of town. She left her keys with her girlfriend and we went and got her keys and went and stayed at her place, which was like a big upheaval. But as soon as we got out of our apartment, it was like, my headache started to go away. I just felt way less stressed. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, it wasn't like, it's not ideal ever to go anywhere else when you have a toddler, like. But it was so much better. Yeah. And we're lucky that we had that option. But I was so mad. I sent like several pissed off emails to my landlord who's who I feel bad because it's not his. He has no control over the construction guys. But he's the person that I have to, the contact person. And I didn't really love the way he dealt with it. But the problem is that he, this is hap- this keeps happening. And I tell him the problem. And then he tells me he talks to the construction guys. They tell him they're not going to be doing it anymore. And, and that's what he tells me. Since. So I'm like, okay. So he tells me this again. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't believe you. Because this has happened twice now. So I don't trust that this isn't going to happen again. How do we prevent this? Because I can't fucking live like this. I'm very pregnant and sick. My daughter is home all day. I don't have... I can't just leave my apartment for the whole day. I can't. And his answer was like, go find the foreman when, when you smell it. I'm like, but by the time I smell it, it's too late. Because it's already trapped in my apartment. So then it happened again. And I found the guy... He was actually really great about it because he's not he, – he was like, I've got a little one. I totally get it. And he came in because he was like, can I smell it? And I was like, yeah, please. So he came in and he's like, that's paint. 
I was like, paint? He's like, yeah, but the paint we use is like eco-friendly, low odor paint. So that doesn't really make sense. He ended up figuring out that it was like a different crew of guys, not his crew. These like guys, guys that were specifically hired for the window stuff, not for the grout work or whatever. And they had used an oil-based paint primer somewhere on the building. He was like, I guess they didn't know. So I'm like, okay. He's like, um, you should be able, it should dissipate shortly. Like give it like an hour or two open your windows to air it out. I was like, okay, well, cause at that point they, yeah, they were doing stuff on all the windows. So he was like, just leave the windows open. We'll try and get it like solved. And I was like, well, we're going for a nap anyway. But then Sterling and I go into the bedroom that day and it was starting to get pretty stinky in the bedroom too. And I was like, fuck. So I was like panicked because Sterling usually sleeps in her crib next to the window. Mm-hmm. So I brought her into bed with me and I had a pillow over my head and like, sort of half shielding her <laughs> i couldn't fucking sleep they were like scraping my window f- sills oh my god it's, it's just so been a fucking nightmare it has yeah. been so difficult and it's always seems to coincide with the day when i'm feeling terrible anyway yeah this shit happens and i just call angie like losing my fucking mind because i can't deal with it um so yeah I am so ready to move out of here. So ready for this construction to be done. The scaffolding is gone now. Yeah. So they're not working our windows anymore, but they don't open. And now it's a fucking sauna in here. Two of them are literally like sealed shut. And we've told them like three times, our bedroom window won't open. I was trying to open it so desperately one day and I like pulled something (laughs) in my belly because it's so fucking hot in our room all of a sudden. We don't have control over the heat. And we're sleeping in a sauna, and I'm like, I already have so many issues sleeping. Now I have to wake up, like, suffocating because there's no air in the room. Oh, Yeah, and I Sterling wakes up, and she's drenched, like, down her back. Oh, that kid sweats so much anyway, but, like, it's been so bad lately. Ugh. <sighs> Some people don't have heat. Some people don't have heat. Yes. But I need fucking air. <laughs> like, I need to breathe. So it's, there's just, the struggle is fucking real hard times so that's why we don't record that regularly because life is very hard it is i feel like such a brat saying that because our life is pretty like nice it is but some people aren't can't get pregnant some people don't have heat some people some don't people have are single moms and feel giant sick like this and another kid or two or three and have to i don't even know i don't know how people do it i mean i I was talking to my sister about this because my sister was a single mom. She had, like, ha- help from us, but um, that's not every single day. She was like, you'd figure it out because you have to. She was like, that's what I did. She, she also was, I think when you get pregnant when you're much younger, you're not as sick a lot mm. of the time. That's the other thing I don't think that my family realizes. None of them have had babies in their 30s. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 34. It's very different than, like, my mom had her last kid when she was 28. My sister had her last kid when she was 28. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Six years later, I start. <laughs> so, it's a it's a different thing. So, that's basically the rundown of what's been up with us. Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about Sterling Sleep? I know this episode's <sighs> already over an hour. Well... I mean, she's going to wake up soon. Give the people what they want. I'm assuming they want to hear about her sleep. They want to hear. I've been trying to night wean her. And they say, everyone says three days, three hard nights. 
No, no not with this one. It's three really hard nights. Not like it's done in three nights. It takes time. Okay, but, she but is a stubborn she still wakes kid. up screaming and like pulling at my shirt. Not screaming like <clears throat> wah, 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 but like, hey, fuck you. Give me what I want. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still still working on it. So yeah. that's that. But you have done an amazing thing. You've gone from a kid who nurses all the time on demand while co-sleeping to putting this child down three nights in a row without a breast in her mouth and in her crib. I have done that. I'm very proud of myself. You should be. I think it's like magic what you did. Yeah. Because that kid is a terrible sleeper and she is so not interested in change. <laughs> yeah. So it's going in the right direction. It's just, it's slow. And I can understand she wants the boob all the time. And mm-hmm. But she's getting longer stretches of sleep where she doesn't wake up now because she's not as conditioned to need or, or have mm-hmm. a breast in her mouth. Yeah. So we started off with like no breastfeeding between midnight and six. And that's pretty much still happening. But but she still wakes up at one point and will be like, meh, meh, pulling up my shirt, pulling up my shirt. And I have to like sit up, kind of rock her, keep putting the soother in over and over and over again, saying it's okay, it's okay, until she settles down mm-hmm. and goes back to sleep. And then usually the next wake up is close enough to six that I can just give it to her and go back to sleep. Yeah. So. Well, and then you then she usually doesn't wake up until like seven thirty or eight. Yeah, which is pretty good. But it is it is better. You're getting more sleep. You're getting woken up less. But when you get woken up, it's a little bit more dramatic. Yeah. Um, and it's not just you getting woken up. It's me too. So last night I was like, can't deal with it. It's too hot in there, and I don't want to be woken <laughs> up. So I just slept on the couch. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> My needs. Because sometimes was... when I ignore her when she's doing that, and you go, shh, 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 she will calm down. So it's useful to have you there. Yeah. I mean, I always come back into bed eventually. Yeah, like six in the morning when it's already boob time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can latch on too? No, thanks. (laughs) I told Angie last week that I just wanted a feeding tube. Just like pipe some like white mush into my system so I don't have to think about what to eat or plan it out or fucking anything. Because I still don't. I don't enjoy much. Mm-hmm. I still Hard. don't. It's not like I'm not having cravings that I'm like, yes, yes. You know, it's like rare when I find something that I eat that I'm like, oh, this is so good and I'm enjoying this. It's mm-hmm. mostly just like I need to eat something. What do I fucking want to eat? What do I what can I stomach? Yeah. What won't make me feel disgusting? Um, and I still am having a really hard time with meat. So it kind of has to be like hidden. Like a stir fry is OK, but like a piece of roasted chicken. No, 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 no. Yeah. So. Anyway, I think that's good. I also have to pee. Okay. So I should wrap it up. I probably need to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so until next time, whenever that may be. We're thinking about you. Maybe sometimes. it'll be when Jackie goes into labor. Who the fuck knows? I really hope it's not I 20 weeks. I hope it's weeks. not 20 weeks from now, yeah. Well, let's be real. But if we can keep 22. up this like no editing thing, we should be able to pop them out. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and Angie does these. I couldn't believe you did this secret solo episode. I didn't even find out about it until after you posted it. I was like, what? That's what you deserve. I'm not doing this on purpose. <laughs> you fucking... I mostly just talked about the Duggars anyway. Did you actually listen? I did. Oh. oh, I should also say, as down on Angie as Angie was, and I kind of reinforced that, she has actually been very amazing. Oh, thank you. I mean, you've done... You've picked up so much slack, it's ridiculous. 
um, I feel guilty. I feel bad because I am like the main cleaner in the house. Not that you don't do your share, but like it's a thing I like doing and I can't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You do almost all the dishes, you make almost all the meals, except for when you're not here, you know, you are doing the laundry. Oh, the laundry. <laughs> you have to go get the laundry. Mm-hmm. You're doing the laundry, you're like cleaning up, you're doing bath time, you're doing bedtime, you know, you're doing all the grocery shopping, you're doing it like 90% of the household stuff. Yeah. And it used to be probably that you would do, we share a lot of it and then the rest it was like maybe you did 40 Maybe 30. Well, I always did grocery shopping. Well, you would always do that together. Yeah. No, we wouldn't always do it together. Well, it was like mostly me. Sometimes the, we did it together. Well, I mean, historically in our relationship, it's together and then... No, it's always me. <laughs> I think you don't realize well, how about, like, often I go grocery shopping alone. I guess, I guess I'm thinking like the big shops. We always do Costco together. Yeah, but then in between, it's always me by myself. Yeah, because you have the car and you're on your way home from work. So it's like, oh, can you grab X from the store? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, I really have to pee, so okay. let's go. All right. All right. Love you guys. Um, we will Merry talk Christmas. Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, I don't, can't think of any other holidays, but happy non-denominational winter festival solstice. <laughs> and Happy New Year. Bye. Let's just not do the podcast at all. <laughs> Your baby thanks for listening to the baby mama's podcast make sure to like them on facebook and give them a great review on itunes have a good day